All right, welcome to the latest episode of Concerts to Consoles. Today, we're back, finally. I got Brian from Mad Dog Tan in here. Let's move the stuff over our head, over our face here. We're gonna go with... Good enough, that'll work. <laughs> I added some camera angles and stuff. Slowly up from the production. But it also means it's a longer list of things that I have to manage. As you can see in the corner, we're gonna be playing some Paperboy 2. Mostly because it's two times, well, no. <laughs> because it's paperboy. We'll get a guy to finish that. that yes, we'll guilt trip him. <laughs> totally <will. laughs> Let's see if I can do this. It just means we get to talk about it. We can't we'll do switch it up. That's also true. Alright, so we'll switch it here. Let's go right in. You can be a girl or a boy. Uh, we're going. I'm going. You can choose your route. Can you? I don't know. Oh. No, I don't know what that means. And we're going on Easy Street. <laughs> Not accurate depiction. Alright, so anyways. We only have one, but you can answer everything, right? I can answer everything, yeah. I, I heard you're the uh, not oldest member. <laughs> Actually, I am the oldest member. Uh, that's, yeah, the consistent that's... member? Uh, oh! <laughs> I'm the oldest member, but not the... Not the uh, the longest standing <laughs> member of Mad Dog. There's a certain say. We'll person. go ahead and give that to Sean. He's very he proud of this. Remind, he likes to remind you that, too, every time I think. So, wait, are we alternating? Is that what's happening? Yeah, oh, I think we yeah. alternate between... Wait, was I supposed to literally? I guess so. Right. I missed the non-subscribers, so... And Millbox. Nope. Okay, we're going to figure... This is going to be like in, getting used to this. Oh, wait, car. I still... <laughs> I've seen it in the demo, and I still did it. Wait, so how does this work? Or did you have to select two player? Ooh, that's a good question. We'll find out here soon, huh? I guess once I die? Maybe that's what it is. Oh, I got points for that, so I guess I was supposed to do that. I can't, no, I have to get on. Oh, well, that's new from Paperboy 1 then, huh? Yeah, Gargoyles. Mm -hmm. Close. Dang, wasted on that. Monster. Are they really diversified? Number two. Oh, I went off the curb, and now I'm being chased by a ghost and avoiding the gutter. Oops. Oh, you missed him. There you go. Yeah. Really relevant reference of to it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, how long ago did you guys start up? Uh, 2000 and. Oh, it was 2006, I think, was our official first show. February 2006. Where was it playing? What venue? At O'Brien's Irish Pub on 35th Avenue in London, which actually, funny enough, is still there. Yeah, I don't think they play live music anymore. Um, it's a funny story about that, too. So we started playing O'Brien's. Um, how am I supposed to get that? Yeah, how, <laughs> how's that? Oh, yeah. wow. why? You can go both directions. There we so, go. Uh, so you make a long story short, kinda, I guess, without going too much. Like how did it all stuff. come to being? Let's start from the very beginning. So I was in Clearly you have someone related in the band. A couple people <laughs> were. I actually only one now, yeah. Um, so to make the long the Mad Dog story short, uh, Right off, uh, I was in a band called The Lambos before that, and then uh, Sean, my brother, and Kevin were in a band called The Spray Paint Heroes around that same time. 
That's um, an awesome name. Scraping Heroes, right? Yes, yes it is. Yes. Yeah. She still had their demo, too. Or their little key. What if I run her over? Uh, no. So, fresh <laughs> off of those two bands, we weren't really doing anything. So I called Kevin, actually, and I said, hey, you want to jam some and see what happens? And we ended up writing some pretty neat stuff. And uh, then uh, from there, Sean came in and started jamming with us. Then Kyle did. And then, like, I think three or four months later, we had a show at O'Brien's because we had a friend that was playing there. Um, Tommy, actually, his name is. He plays in, um, oh, is it Voodoo Swing I think he's in right now? Oh, wait. Bass player? I haven't seen him in a while. I think he's in, I think he's Voodoo Swing. He would, that, during that time, he was in um, uh, the Rhythm Dragons at that time. Know, wait, are they no longer together? I don't know. I don't think yeah. Tommy's playing there. I guess this is literally you go your set, I go oh, my set. Been, okay. <laughs> so we played O'Brien's and uh, we played there for years. And that's why really nobody heard of us, to tell you the truth, because we just kept playing. Oh, I'm going to pull the Yes. <laughs> and Kevin, who just recently left the band. Back in January, yeah. He was a founding member. He was, yep. So, as of right now, I think he came across a couple times, right? Yes. So, we're just doing the three piece right now, and um, probably, I'd say in a couple months, we might have a surprise for everyone. So. I don't want to go into too much about what's going on, but we might be adding some stuff. But um, we do have a big surprise in July coming up, so I'll just say that uh, Meadow Tannen, uh, Critical Myth Show, maybe something doing, special going on there. Are you doing speed dating? We're not doing speed dating, actually. <laughs> um, although that would, you know, it'd be fun. Who knows? <laughs> it's like, are you doing acoustic? We're not doing acoustic. No. Oh, okay. Nope. It's only Sean, acoustic bass. Uh, I don't know. Sean... <laughs> Do we? I don't even think we know what acoustic is. To tell you the truth. Uh, I said that'd be interesting. Can I... you foil that robbery? <laughs> like, you I can't turn around. <laughs> Kinda, oh, it's uh, hand, huh? Yes. Oops. That's how they diversified in two. <laughs> wow. An old Tengen game, too. Midway published it originally, right? Was it Midway? They didn't know this one. But Paperboy was renowned. Make points for the trash can, though. <laughs> Just don't break a window. There's a ghost. There's yeah, Magic Johnson. Three. Oh, three. No three. <laughs> Fail. Three hearts. So yeah, so then you guys were... Yeah, scraping. That's a good name. Hey, I'll, have to, I'll have to send you that. <laughs> so you can check it out. So you jumped on that show. We got together. So yeah, we pretty much... We played O'Brien all the time, man. During that time... Uh, so, so we originally started as a as a four piece, right? So just me and ooh, I forgot about the obstacle course thing, huh? Yep. Paperboy staple. So after uh, 
So we originally started as a four-piece, me, Sean, Kyle, and Kevin, right? Um, then, like, not even a year later, man, we started adding horns. So there was a time that we had horns. Yeah. That makes more sense of your ska stuff, because I discovered you after that. But you're like, we're kind of a ska, and I'm like... Okay. Yes. <laughs> so there was there was a there was a time our first horn player was actually my buddy Mark, and then uh, at the time my uh, my brother's girlfriend Stephanie played saxophone, and uh, so we had a we had a trombone and a saxophone player what we had, and we started playing shows and people were just like completely dug that right. Yeah. We had fun because that just opened us up to all kinds of possibilities and stuff. Uh, so not long after that we ended up. Actually, adding another trombone player, uh, Morgan. I'm giving all kinds of shout outs today. So then we had Morgan. <laughs> you better be watching. I know. Huh? <laughs> then Mark actually switched from being trombone to trumpet. So we ended up having a trumpet player, a saxophone player, and a trombone player, and then the four of us. Um, so seven piece? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so let's see, I can try to remember. After after a while, I can't remember the exact reasons for everything that happened. Kyle had to leave the band. Uh, it's because he became an internet celebrity with that TV true appearance. That, huh? True that. Back <laughs> <laughs> with the with the first he what was it? He was stunting it up, and then he just failed. Ooh, a pen. Oh, I totally passed that. All right. So what is route? Oh. I think we're about to find out. You won't let us select it. So Kyle left the band. Also, select works. Oh yeah. Weird. Huh. Oh, I see. We can change the route. There we go. I figured it out. Oh. Can we do route for? Oh man. Oh yeah. Let's go for it. Oh look at. I was gonna go reverse. Yeah. <laughs> we can randomly play routes against each other. All right. We good. Good. So what does this mean? Oh, no, I know what this means. This is who I'm not supposed to give papers to. And there's yours. So we just made it like the most hard thing ever, right? Maybe. Ghost Sighting Freaks Team. Hmm. New at nine. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Scott Man, is there a video of this somewhere? Mm-hmm. Actually, you know, right when we uh, right when we did the new album, I actually took a lot of it off because it was terrible. <laughs> There's a lot of terrible stuff. Um, but yeah, there is video. Uh, if you go on YouTube, you can you can probably find a lot of it actually. Still, um, what you'll actually find there is uh, you'll find uh, Sean Calloway. So at one point we had two Shans in the band. My brother Sean, who's the bass player now, and then uh, Sean Calloway, who was drumming at the time, and. Uh, after Kyle left the band, Mark also left not long after, and then uh, we added Sarah, who played uh, Barry saxophone. So we had a Barry saxophone and a tenor saxophone uh, player, because Morgan left it not long after Mark did also. Uh, so we cut way back. But then right before, right before I left, uh, first time i should say the first time i hung up right before i left so sean is the longest standing member of mad dog Canada. sean's vindication everyone right here has, everyone Live. has quit or you know had stuff going so uh so when uh where was i at <laughs> oh so we added someone we added actually the, the one of the guys that played the spray paint heroes uh with sean and kevin scott for a while 
he was going to actually, we were kind of training him up as a lead singer. We had a lead singer, four of us playing, and then we had two horn players for a while. Uh, it worked out, you know. We did, uh, we did actually did some pretty, some pretty awesome things. Like we did, uh, we used to cover uh, Black Eyed Peas. Uh, I got a feeling during that time, which actually, as funny as it sounds, uh. like it actually worked really well. And people liked that without the synthesizer. Without the synthesizer, but we used the <laughs> horns and stuff. So oh, I see. Yeah, that would work. Yeah, I can see so that. Kevin, Kevin was good about you know obviously Kevin's really good about leads and stuff, and I was really good with the ska rhythm stuff, and then we had the horns, so we had like we had it all. But the hardest part was always learning the lyrics and remembering all the words. <laughs> um, it's not all I've got to feel. <laughs> right? There was like, what is it? Uh, Fill up my cup. Mazel tov. Look at her dancing. Turn it up. I see. That's why I didn't sing during that time. <laughs> Copyright claim. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it was so accurate. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, baby. So then, 2000, 2009, I had uh, I had my first son. I'm not like, well, my only son. <laughs> I only have so far. One. Uh, so I had him, and I actually stepped away from the band for about a year. And they kind of went on without me, and kept playing shows and kept playing stuff. You know, with Scott, like I was telling you, we, he kind of was my he stepped up and ended up being my replacement for a while. And then, um, then yeah, like after that. Uh, I came back to the band for a little bit, and I left again because I had my daughter a year, like two years after my son. And so then, you originally met first kid. <laughs> exactly. So my first kid, and then, uh, yeah, man. Uh, so I, so long they kept playing throughout, but they didn't really do anything big. They just kind of played bars and played like the same old places and stuff. And um, then about probably about a year after my daughter was born, maybe a little bit more. But roughly about a year after my daughter was born, um, funny enough, I called. Oh, I totally right there. Yeah. Um, funny enough, I called Kevin up again and said, "Hey, Kevin, what are you doing? You want to jam?" And he's like, "Yeah, I want to jam." And what, what's funny is I, I first told him, "Oh, crash in slow motion." Right. That's how it actually happens too. Like when you crash, you're like, "No." So I called Kevin up again. And I say, and actually, my, my, my four-way this time was, hey, I got an idea. I said, let's have some fun. Let's learn a bunch of punk rock covers. I said, you know how they do that uh, punk rock karaoke where everyone kind of does it, you know, karaoke and like that, right? Wait, why are they getting a newspaper if they're, it's for sale? Right? <laughs> Maybe they, they pre-ordered something. There? Yeah. Pre-ordered and there are they're, subscriptions. That it's for the open house. I mean, we're slowly getting better. <laughs> At least I feel I'm slowly are. getting better. <laughs> I'm getting more accurate. So I'm talking to Kevin about doing this like cover show. We just learned. Wow, that was there's really like crook lame. again. How much I'm gonna use this? Maybe can I pass it? I Probably. It. I think it. I don't know how it checkpoints. Ooh. Whoa. I don't know what happened there, but you survived. <laughs> don't do level 9000 so I'm talking to oh yeah dang. no dang not even nope nothing alright so we can randomly I get, it's gotta be random right it's, yeah, if you don't, you don't have that? anything it's gotta be random right also if you do to the side it does it, it oh wait no just whatever yeah. we'll just do two nine what's a good number <laughs> oh I'm, I'm going for it you see it 
That's got to be a good one, right? Fire, fire. Yes. That, that's that got to be it. So I started talking to Kevin about doing this cover show, right? We were going to plan on doing a cover show with just a bunch of our favorite punk rock songs that inspired us. We are just going to have fun. You're going to newfound glory. Totally. <laughs> totally, right? Because we, we just wanted to have some fun. And um, then we call Sean and say, Sean. Hey, we got this idea. Let's let's start jamming and stuff. And Sean's like, "Won't well, we just start playing our songs again?" And it's like, "Well, okay." So you gotta hear this new sound. Oh wait, <laughs> <laughs> new sound you're looking for. Look. So yeah, now nice. I'm gonna now I'm gonna crash. But <laughs> we just start playing again, and then we realize that the places that we used to play, like Mason Jar, O'Brien's, uh, the Rogue West. Um, all these places kind of shut down and weren't playing places, so we're like, okay. Um, so, randomly, um, two months after we started jamming again together, because uh, we ended up calling Kyle, and Kyle's like, hey, I want to jam, so we're like, yeah, let's do this, the original four members, and we're going to do this again. So we start doing it, randomly, about a month or two months after, a Colorado band randomly, I don't know if they randomly, Probably not randomly, but uh, nice, you got it. <laughs> I thwarted crime like that. Oh, what? Man. But a curb took me down. <laughs> band from Colorado emailed us and said, "Hey, we're looking for another band to play with us at the Rogue in Scottsdale. You know, do you guys want to do it?" And where I was like, Rest in peace. "So I tell the guys, I'm like, okay, I'm like, hey, so we got a show offer, and they're like, yeah, let's try." I said. Why not? Let's just try and see what happens, you know? Who knows? So we play it, and uh, I'm not even joking. The only people on this show, because it was like a Monday night in December, uh, the only people were Mad Dog Cannon, and then Then I Fly. Two people we got to this show that we randomly called that came out from the west side to see us. I think Kevin knew them, and he talked them into coming out, and the bartender. <laughs> But we had so we had a ton of fun, you know, just playing and hanging out with those guys. And um, uh, I still talk to Josh once in a while. And um, I think I can't remember. I can't give him a shout out. I can't remember his new band right now. But uh, you know, Mata, is that Josh? No, no, he's still based <laughs> in Colorado. Uh, but uh, anyway, so we played a show with them, and everything seemed awesome. So we're like, sweet, you know, yay, we're back in business. And then we just started playing shows from there, and then uh, obviously that was that was the year that was the year that we the first goal we set as a band we said hey you know what we want to do we want to play the Marquee Theater, and then that's what we did. <laughs> did it freeze? Oh, it just ended. Okay. How did it end? Well, was there a timer? I got to and a replay. Oh no, it's not. <laughs> but in the, it was like I made it to the the. Some, what is this like a weird militia something right or those are, i think that's like a supposed to be a fort like a kid's fort i had a fort once <laughs> i really did and uh it fell down on my little brother because it was pretty poorly built oh i can tell you how i had my first black eye <laughs> how'd you get your first black eye from a brick being dropped on my face from three kids including our neighbor friend Trying to build it a tree fort. Wow. <laughs> With bricks? 
Theoretically, apparently, we thought that was an idea. It's a building material. We have access to bricks. It is the strongest building material. And we had it up in. We had at least a flat surface in the tree. But yeah, I. They just said my name, and I looked up, and a brick fell. I was supposed to actually look at it. Yeah. I got fired again. The worst pizza girl ever. Well, let's try my luck as a girl. Is what everyone says. <laughs> um, so then you set a goal playing the marquee, and I know that's where I first saw you guys. That's where you first saw us, and that's when uh, we got a lot of comments. Uh, basically said, Oh, I guess I oh, continue. Wow. The, the first thing we got from everyone was, well, well, first of all, when after we played that show that day, you know, the first thing was like, do you have any CDs? And we're like, yeah, we have one from 2006. <laughs> you know, we didn't even have it there. I had it digitally on, um, on Reverb Nation and stuff, and anything free that we had it up, right? Uh, well, that, that day, everyone thought we were a touring band, too. So everyone thought that we were touring with Story Girl. We're compliment. like, no, we're actually from the West Side. And they're like, what? There's bands on the West Side? And we're like, yeah, there's <laughs> a few of us. Not many. I lost but, four subscribers. Oh. That's okay. I didn't even. I got fired. And I, I and got you, it. I you stopped, stopped the thief. The thief. <laughs> Did you guys dress up before that? You guys have told me I'm responsible for this. You are responsible for you us. You didn't dress uh, up before dressing that. Dressing up every time. <laughs> um, actually, yeah. The, there's there's pictures out there too of our first show that I've had up. Um, you'll see that, that actually the first show that we played at O'Brien's. Uh, we were dressed up, right? So we yeah. all used to we'd wear black. We'd wear all black. Each one of us had a had a color tie we'd wear. So each one of us had our own designated specific color that we'd wear. It's, it's evolved actually... into, you know, us just kind of dressing like whatever suits or whatever we put together and find and stuff. Yeah, thanks, Joe. Ever since then, we've had to dress that. That's not a bad thing. <laughs> no. Actually, we, we, we always, especially Sean, Sean always gives a shit about it. <coughs> but, uh, actually quite a few shows that we did. It actually helps you stand too, out, so. too, in a, crowded, in a crowded area of and musicians. Yeah, especially when you got, you know, people, people basically saying, you know, these guys aren't, uh... Ooh, what's that? I don't know. Something popped on Windows. Cool. Yeah, well... The funnest part is that when, uh, <laughs> what was the best comment that I always, that always stand out to me is, um, when they said, uh, you guys look like a bunch of forty-year-old dads, <laughs> and I just, I just couldn't, I couldn't respond to that. I just like, wow, we are a bunch of forty-year-old dads. <laughs> <laughs> you know, mission accomplished, bro. So part of your story does bring up a question. Yeah, the West Valley has struggled to have a venue for anyone to play. Yes. Why is that? <laughs> <laughs> well, because nobody wants to go out to venues. No one wants to go out to see music out there. But you know I, mean? I always see people going, we live over here, and there's people over here. Why so, isn't there a show that I don't have to drive 30 minutes for? <laughs> so we played the deli a lot out there, right? Because the deli started having shows and stuff, right? Yeah. We we used to get that place pretty full and stuff, but what happens is, what happens, and it always happens on the, on the west side, people show up for a little bit, and then it fizzle out. And they stop showing up. Huh. Yeah, I, I don't know. I've, I've been on the west side playing music 
since I was 16. And I'm, I'm 38 now. Um, and I'll tell you what, like, even the Mason Dart. Like, we used to travel where that's kind of the west side still. Yeah, like, that's, that's west from the east valley. That used to be, <laughs> that, that used to be the closest venue for, for mm-hmm. music to play. Um, that was one of the first venues I was aware of. Had a friend in high school whose jazz band played the Mason Jar. Nice. <laughs> I was like, oh, nice. Brandon, who I did, um, I did his podcast right, which I, I'm in love with right now. His Dare to Fail podcast. It's, it's, it's super uh, positive and uplifting, and just like he talks about all his. Uh, just it basically, it basically talks about you know just pursuing your pursuing what you want to do. You know, it's a better approach in life. It is. You know, you have here. And, and this is coming from a guy who, <laughs> who quit his, his, uh, his job as an X-ray technician to move out to Austin to play drums in a band as like oh, wow. a professional drummer. And, and this guy's amazing, right? This guy is an amazing drummer. He's in the label with me. Um, <laughs> amazing drummer, and just super talented. And yeah, he, he, that's what yeah. he did. And now he's here. He's back now. He moved. He moved to Austin he's for doing about a two or three years. He's doing podcasts. He's doing acting. Uh, hasn't been willing. To, I don't think he's been playing a lot of drums or doing anything like that with that right now. I was gonna say there's but, a couple uh, bands like say No Gimmick looking for a drummer right now. I'll have, to, <laughs> I'll have to send him, see if he's interested. But uh, the guy is he's he's amazing. He's amazing. He's he's a. Uh, He's up there on showy level. Um, even man, even a, even a galley man from Story Zero. He is Brandon is amazing. Lord oh, Kurt, I'm looking for a drummer. <laughs> Hit him up. Derail.com. <laughs> um, I just totally lost my train of thought. Oh, we're talking about the West Valley. Oh, West Valley. And you're so, into his podcast. So West Valley in his podcast, I, I, I just don't like. We were doing the deli and we we're playing there all the time. Is that me? And I missed it. No, that was me. Oh, okay. I, I'm a girl this time. Oh, you're the girl now. <laughs> um, oh, I'm apparently scored again. Sweet. Never... So long, just I don't. I just don't. I don't tell them about the West Side. Like I don't think there's enough enough people that that go out all the time. You know, everything's far apart in the West Valley. It's one of the vocal minorities. You drive, you drive everywhere in the West Valley for some, you know, something. Oh, I know. Uh, I grew up in, what, on 7th Street in Greenway, so I know. Yeah. I was used to driving to Tempe. I was used to driving downtown. I'm still used to driving to Tempe. I'm used to driving downtown. Right. <laughs> but it's closer for Tempe right now. Plus, plus the other thing is, too, is that um, Tempe and, the, and Mesa, they have, they have a big college atmosphere. In Tucson. Yeah. You know what I mean? The West Valley? There's ASU. Uh, <laughs> actually, <laughs> until my parents divorced, I watched them build ASU West. Right? I lived actually and over there. So there, There's the other thing, grade. too, is that the West Valley, like, back when I was in grade school. And it's your oh, time. Sure. Uh, when I was in grade school, there was no Arrowhead Mall. It was just being built. You know what I mean? I remember. That was all orange groves. and. Uh, my dad used to do, he was an electrical oh, contractor. God. And so he was working on stuff, or working with people. So while they're still constructing it, he brought me and my sister in there. I remember so, looking at a mall under construction. So see, like, I, I think the West Valley at some point could be a good place for for music and venues and stuff. Um, well, I mean, that's been the struggle for the Coyotes. Right. And that whole Westgate project. 
has been they got what they wanted, but then the attendance is down versus even downtown when they played at America West Arena. Uh, <laughs> you know, actually, that's a perfect example, too. So we have all that Westgate, right? Yes. How many bars can you name that have live music pretty consistently over there? Exactly. Was it the... <laughs> they put on music around that fountain, I know that. Oh, yeah, for their summer skate yeah. series. They, they, they do the same thing that uh, Arrowhead, uh, Arrowhead Mall does, too. So they I'm, do the same thing. I walked out of a Cardinals game over there and seen that. Partially to avoid traffic. <laughs> I'm just saying, yeah. Right? Uh, I think also on the west side, too, you kind of got a different kind of clientele for the most part, too. More relaxed. I'd say like I mean, more more, more relaxed, older. Yeah, yeah. you know, because you got you got a Sun City West and stuff over there and stuff. So, not a lot of not a lot of uh, demand for punk rock music on that side of town. A lot <laughs> They're of not time. rebels. They're not really rebels. Although, uh, my my favorite elderly band lives over in Sun City now. Wait, is this uh... one foot in the grave? Yes, yes. it is. <laughs> They've had some press and some attention. Actually, the first time I saw them was uh, when, I can't remember if we opened for them the one night, or if uh, our buddy, my buddy uh, Tommy, uh, the Rhythm Dragons, had them opening for them one night at uh, O'Brien's. And that's when I first saw them, and I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> and he's like, this is one foot in the grave. They're from Sun City. I'm like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. And they did a bunch of, uh, you know, Ramones and Sex Pistols covers and all kinds of stuff, and but they were just sick. Mentioning Rhythm Dragons, I, I know they were good when I watched them. They, they were a lot yeah. of fun. We played like I think they even saw their shirt up at Chopper John's. We played with them quite a bit, actually. There was a point to where we played with like we played with all kinds of rockabilly bands, like all the time. We were always playing in, on the bill with rockabilly bands, and uh, which is always they always cracked us up because we're like, <laughs> you know, I mean that's we're, we're, we're your honestly, genre. We're honestly not that much different than what we play now. Like, there's tons of songs that we still play. That's that still, you're within the same fan base. True. Other than different hairstyle. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly. Oh. I mean, whatever gets you shows, like, uh, who was it? Oh, Hollow Point Vigils. Oh, my God. They're really rad. Yeah, but yes. I didn't even know them for a while because they were playing just with hip-hop artists. I'm so glad you mentioned them. You know why? They're playing tonight. Besides playing tonight, uh, <laughs> um, Sean is actually a pretty good friend of mine. We work together. Oh, awesome! I didn't know that. Yeah, me and Sean work together. And uh, wait, do you fly around like he's been doing? Not so much. No. Okay. But uh, <laughs> but we we actually both work at Costco together. Oh wait! Oh no! I'm getting Dana. And, uh, oh Dana! Yeah. You're getting Dana. Yeah, yeah Dana. Sean. Okay. Yes. Wait, so you're working in the same Costco? Yep. That's even funnier. It's yep. a small world. Me and him have been working there for years together. Man. Um, so you knew of them before I knew of them then. I, I knew of Sean when Sean was doing, uh, before he, I don't know if he knew Dana or not before that, but um, uh, when he was actually doing hip hop and he was doing, uh, uh, the only thing I can remember, like, Forgive me, Sean, if you're, if you're watching or you're watching. <laughs> I just remember it was called like Top Shelf or something. Was I got fired again? Oh, you ranked. Oh, you oh, beat my score. Oh, I got gotcha. you. 
Yeah, the judicial <laughs> right there now. Uh, yeah, I knew Sean when he would just. Oh, I totally messed that up. Uh, can you just be? Yeah, I'll just be. From so I knew, I knew Sean for a while before this because he was just doing hip hop and he was writing raps when we were working together and we were just. Uh, that makes so much sense because yeah. he's the one that also will do the rapping for yeah. some of the current songs. Yes, he's he good does. at it. He is really good at it. <laughs> that, that, that kid can spit some lyrics, man, just unbelievably good. Or just randomly. I, I assume this is random. Also, before I forget, if you're watching and you want to support, you can always head over to patreon.com forward slash every show Joe. $5 get you a shout out on the next episode I record after you do it too. So, throw that back out there. Because I think I usually should mention that at the top. <laughs> but yeah. Just always hit the like button too. Hit the like button. Were they playing West Valley Street? <laughs> Were they was Sean a West Valley band? Sean was not actually. Um, uh, like I said, the, the first time we got into uh, we got into any shows in the East Valley, you know, was basically the Marquee Theater. Hey, truth, there was like some shows that they that the guys played without me uh, when I was on my on my sabbatical with my but kids. Uh, Sean likes to they played remind uh, us the other Sean. Yeah, likes to remind us of your, your time period. Uh, oh, I was gonna hit a window. There you go. <laughs> but they they played like uh, they were playing like Club Red and uh, that's right because they usually had Tuesdays I think Clubhouse or like things like that. So before it shut down. Yep. The last show I saw at the clubhouse was MC Chris. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> the last show I saw at the clubhouse. Uh, Wait, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was going to see the Mad Caddy, but they didn't play the clubhouse. I've been meaning to drive by there to refresh my brain on what it looks like or what the complex looks like. But I keep forgetting. I remember I played there once with Mad Caddy. played there once, and I saw a band there. I really liked it. I can't remember who it was. Ah, uh, uh, crap. Back up. They were so good, I don't remember who it was. <laughs> That's always a good sign that you left an impact with your right? performance. Wow. I feel bad. I'm in a band, and that's what we like, strive to do, right? Yes. <laughs> but you do leave a mark. Oh. You know, you know what my favorite thing to do? I, cause randomly, sometimes I'll see people with that shirt on, right? Or, uh, yes. We'll start talking, and I'll be like, yeah, Mad Dog Canada's been good. Oh, I've seen that band. They're really good live, right? <laughs> and I always say something like, you know, I heard they kind of suck. Yeah, let's and see. And they just kind of look at me kind of funny, like, oh, and yeah, random stories. Like, no way. Random stories. They, yeah. They were badass. Because, no, you know, no one ever recognizes us unless we're dressed up. Do we have just regular uh, street clothes on? That actually is an approach. Who and what was I was hearing? Oh, uh, Toke from Street Out Manifesto. Yeah. He purposely dresses the same so he will not be recognized when he's not performing. It makes sense, actually. It totally makes sense. Because then you're trained to look for him in plaid. <laughs> I can see that. Or is it always red plaid? He's always I always remember look. the hat. Because he, he always too. wears the hat. But so it actually apparently works. It, it, it kind of trains the audience to be looking for him to look a certain way and then it actually, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a shout out and throw someone under the bus here. Um, <laughs> so one time we we went live with uh, with some with one of the Mad Dog Canada practices, <coughs> right? 
Mm-hmm. And uh, Jeremy Daniel from Cosmic Soup didn't recognize us. He's like, who is this band? <laughs> <laughs> and he said the same thing, like, oh, I didn't recognize you guys without your suits on. And we just laughed so hard about that. Your uniforms. Our uniforms, yeah. Love you, Jeremy, but yeah. So, <laughs> the band is named Mad Dog Cannon. Yep. Obviously, it's a Back to the Future reference. Yep. Was the dressing up to a theme from Back to the Future 3? Or Actually, no. Was... <laughs> Not at all. Um, especially Shaw usually has a look especially that seems to be reminiscent of like him. Western, right? <laughs> yeah. Like with the suspenders and the bow ties and yeah. stuff. Yeah. I think, I don't, I don't think he did that quite on purpose. It just it's just something that he felt comfortable and he liked the way he looked good. So <laughs> I think mostly we've evolved to that. We just kinda we just kinda whatever we think we look good in type of thing now. Um, also, so is the name because you guys feel Back to Future Three is the best of the trilogy? So <laughs> So so when we're sitting there, the four of us were sitting there trying to think of what kinda what we're gonna call this band, right? So I'm totally taking credit for this, even though like people there's some band members that might not agree with this, okay? Kevin's but out of the band. He has no say anymore. He has no say anymore. And, you know, I don't care what Sean thinks because, you know what? Hi, Sean. Because we here. know he's if he's not watching live, <laughs> he's going to be watching it. Uh, so, Mad Dog Cannon was my idea. So, we, me and Kevin were throwing around ideas. Actually, the four of us were throwing all, all kinds of ideas. Like, it was almost Wild Stallions, right? I mean, that's... Then you just got to go play... Uh, what's, it, what's the high school in... San Dimas. Oh, no, I mean... No, it's the actual high school in Scottsdale, right? Uh, Coronado? Yeah, Corn- yeah, I think that's it. There was two. I can't remember exactly. The one has the mural two. that they kept. It's an ugly mural, by the way. I don't know but why. It's still there. <laughs> it's, I didn't even realize it was iconic to the movie until they're like, yeah, we they remodeled and they still kept it. I'm like, what? It's a horrible looking thing. And you know what? You watch the movie and you don't even remember that the mural was there. I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> of all the things so, I take from that. We're like, from hey, okay, okay. Whatever. Yeah. So Wild Stallions was almost our band name, along with um, Station's Creation, another Bill and Ted uh, reference. So not just Back to the Future, but Bill and Ted, we were pretty. You go around the corner. Pretty stuck on. Go to the Circle K. Yeah, exactly. I know, huh? So they're both the houses that are still standing. And if you participated in the bowling part of Phoenix Golf on bowling, that bowling alley the last two years has been the one. It, the complex looks pretty much the same. The alley got purchased or renamed. Did it? So it's got colors that weren't there before. Is that the old Tempe Bowl, too? It's rural in the 60s. Okay, I wasn't there. We did, uh, a long time ago, we did a, a canned food drive. Uh, food, not bomb, food, not bombs. Uh, at the old Tempe Bowl, back when I was an Iris out, and we played with Yellow Five. Um, trying to remember if Plinko was there or not. Plinko was awesome. Jason um, Urias. Probably not watching this, but he's, he's a rad dude. Yeah. <laughs> I remember going Even to if I mispronouncing his last name. Uh, Urias? Urias? Anyway, back, back in the day, we did, this, we did this big benefit show with, with all these guys. Uh, I was young, too. I was probably like 16. Sneaking in. 17. Um, no, we, my band was actually playing with them, oh. which was a huge deal back then for me. But um, I can't remember what happened to the Tempe Bowl, but I remember it was at the Tempe Bowl, and we were playing there. Mm. 
I'm just trying to think. I know of the Tempe Wolf. I, I can't for life remember where it's at, but this is like the Electric Ballroom. One of my favorite concerts I saw was at the Electric Ballroom. I so I originally told someone I never went to the Electric Ballroom, but then it popped up that I had. I was like, oh, nice. A picture popped up that was tagged there. I'm like, I guess I did go to at least one version of it. Is it a move? I don't know, but the one I remember, what made it so cool is that I remember there was like a, like a dance floor esque thing and bar and tables and stuff were all around this like dance bar area, what we call now the pit. <laughs> uh, anyway, the the show I saw there was uh, Nerf Herder and Real Big Fish together that year. And Nerf Herder, that was it was before Nerf Herder added the fourth member too. Yeah. So it was the original three. Uh, back when uh, when the first self-title was uh, was big, so what is that? That was had to have been like '96, I think. Back when Aaron Barrett wore Hawaiian shirts, so it. When, yeah, <laughs> he still does. Or back when Scott and. Uh, when Scott was big. When Scott was no, Scott was little then. Scott was oh, little. Yeah. He was little, and um, Dan and Tavis was in the band. So Tavis was still in the band yeah. with Real Big Fish during that time. First time I met them was in 2006. I brought, turned the radio off, and they were just crossing off the members they replaced and signing. <laughs> I'm like, fair enough. <laughs> True that, right? True that, yeah. Because yeah, uh, who was it? Dan left and then came back, I think. Um, Scott's gone. I love Scott. Wasn't he the last original? He was the last original, yeah. And this high-pitched Matt Appleton had those. Well. Yep. His and female vocals. Yep. I'm not a dog. <laughs> yeah, Electric Ballroom was that was one of my favorite places to see to see shows. That one in uh, Club Rio, which is now part of the lake, isn't there something or the business complex or something? That was. I'm gonna down. say. Is that, is that off of Rio Salado? Yes, all that area. Yep, all that's that changed. Entire, yep. I still remember there was a landfill where Tempe Marketplace was. Yes, there was, huh? <laughs> oh, wonder if you True story. Nineteen. Oh, I wonder if you can go to that. Uh, Let's hear just run like that. <laughs> I saw Green Day at Club Rio. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I know you're a big Green Day fan. Huge. Yeah, you can tell on any song that we play, you can probably tell that there's... A bit I could tell there. on a couple of the songs on your last album. True that. I was like, there is definitely Green Day influences here. You know who else said that too? Was uh, Craven. Craven Moorhead said that too to me when we were talking uh, one night about, <laughs> about it. He's like, well, yeah, I hear early Green Day in there. I'm like, yeah, I just don't discharge. <laughs> my, my Twitch. Huh. Ooh, we just crashed. Yeah. Crashed on Twitch. Restore this tab. That way you can at least monitor the chat. <laughs> or not. It just keeps crashing. Ooh, no. There we go. Nope. Well, I assume you guys are watching. <laughs> Let's go with it. Come on. This is like a lighter. I need to escape for a second to the keyboard that I don't oh, know. 
Okay. We'll come back. We'll figure this out. At the very least, can't see the chat at the moment. Actually, I have an inventive idea. I can actually, <laughs> as I'm like screwing this up, is I can actually, we can monitor it now. I can use the Twitch app on my phone as a substitute, I suppose. And like, where did I put it? Use it all the time. Oh, it's kind of funny. Hey, look at that! I can watch myself. Oh, we can watch ourselves. Oh, yes. it's kind of funny. Nice. Uh, also, it's not near the echo of my phone. <laughs> this ad supports Twitch. What about me? <laughs> uh, oh, there's my dog. What you run into? Whoa! I made it. Kill this guy, man. See, now he's not a subscriber if there's no mailbox, right? I think, yeah, that's that's what it is, huh? But you can get it on their doorstep and you don't make kills. Care, right? It's close enough. Anyway. What's your favorite band, Joe? You listen to Jake? Oh, no, it's no effect. No effect is? Yes. Despite controversy. <laughs> then it's less than Jake. Yeah. The whole no effects thing is, I, I just, it's the same thing like when, when Billy Joe had his fit on the iHeartRadio stage, and people were freaking out, going like, oh my god, oh my god. I mean, he like, didn't say as like, inflammatory of a comment, but yes. That's, well. <laughs> I think technically Melvin did. But. Well, any kind of inflammatory, like, you look at these bands, you're like, you're surprised, because why? At the time, I was more like, watching it live, I was more like, oh shit, he went there. <laughs> You know, but I'm like, I'm not surprised. I'm just like, you went there. <laughs> I, I guess, I guess, uh, seeing all these bands, like even though effects, I saw quite a few times, like seeing all these bands and stuff, I just, I'm just not surprised. I'm like, was it well, a good move? I don't know. And do I agree with it? No, but I'm not surprised either. And I'm not, I'm, <laughs> I'm surprised that everyone else is shocked. I'm surprised it took three days. Oh, babies. These are like the worst parrots and dog owners. <laughs> True that. True that. I still can't match your glorious 96. Not yet. Yeah, that is a good way I can monitor the chat. Just use my phone for now. <laughs> That's an easy way to do it. Though I left the mouse over there. That actually does that. That actually, avoiding controversy is actually something that Mad Dog does try to do. We, we, we basically stay out of everything, stay out of all of it except for uh, actually no Probably for the best. We show up, we play. You know, we hang out. We don't care who it is. You know, we played with some controversy bands after 
things that happened and uh, <laughs> I'm like thinking, you know, there's there's been a couple times that we've we've played with some bands that um that, you know, had their share of controversy and stuff, but uh, we we never cared. We showed up, we played, um actually uh I think that's one of the things that uh that people like about us. I know other musicians love about us is that you know what, we don't no we don't drama. care where you've been. We don't care what you've done. We don't, you know, we're just like, you know what? We're here to have a good time. We're here to play music. We're here just to do our thing. So, which is good. It's worked so far. Uh, crap. <laughs> so, let's see. We discussed the name. Yep. Oh, so the United Pig. So that it's derived from Back to the Future 3, right? Yes. And the reason why I thought it was perfect because we love the Mad Caddies, right? Mad Caddies. <laughs> and I was like, let's do, let's do. Mad Dog Cannon just sounds like a ska band. It totally does. So that, that's that's why we went with that. Plus, it's the greatest trilogy ever, ever made. It points out its own flaw. It totally does. It totally does. Even the Avengers uh. Endgame, they had to bring back the future references. So. Are you using a Back to the Future rules? For... Right? <laughs> well, technically, Back to the Future rules did still apply because they had their own alternate timeline and everything, too. Spoiler warning, by the way. Spoiler. <laughs> they went half the we audience. We should be good now, right? We should be okay. I would say the Russo brothers said, what was it, May 6th was the expiration for spoiler warning. <laughs> uh, it happened to coincide with the release of the Spider-Man right, Far From the Home trailer. Trailer, yeah. Oh. Which I've never seen a trailer where someone's like, "Spoiler warning, you not watch this." I'm like, "Wait, does that mean this trailer's not in theaters? Right? You're, you're not pushing this to theaters, or you're pushing it with a warning, and then people are just gonna have to walk out of the theater for about five minutes?" I almost think that it's like <laughs> I almost think that it's like like the whole it's like a gimmick now. Like, do you remember for a while there, like, where we had, like, a countdown to the teaser? We had a teaser of a teaser trailer. That's true. Well, and the trailers are weird now, because they all have, like, that 10 seconds. It's the Spider-Man trailer. It's the Infinity War yeah, trailer. Yeah. I'm like, well, yeah, I clicked on it. I kind of expected that. Why do I have an opening? I have <laughs> an opening to the trailer. I, I don't know if it's because I'm, I'm getting This is the Sonic the Hedgehog life. trailer. But I have, I just don't get it. I just, I really don't get it. This is nuts. So we might have later. <laughs> All right. Back to the so who's your favorite local band? Playboy Man, maybe. I, I, you know, I, I probably could have said that. It's, yeah. That's the quickest song. Do you know, I still, oh, I haven't seen them yet. Really? Yeah. Well, they put on, every time it's a high energy affair. And it's not just them, it's the people that go to them. They're just, it, the whole environment's fun. Awesome. You, you know why? There's a, there's, like, we try to go out to as many shows as we can. This is why you, you're doing papers, because probably uh, Mexican acres. <laughs> <laughs> so, we try to get out to as many as we can, but obviously having kids, because all of us have kids now. Kyle, Kyle's dating a girl that has kids. Okay, I was like, wait. A little breath. My little brother actually, um, we just had another one. We, we, just, a little we one? just had another one. 
Um, is Sean the little brother? Yeah, brother? he's my little brother. Yeah. Oh. Um, he just had Micah. Like, I think Micah's two weeks old now. Three weeks old. That's why he's not here. So, that's probably the reason why he's not here, yeah. Man. Uh, <laughs> I understand. I'm actually going to see him tomorrow uh, for a little bit. Uh, but anyway, so he just had another boy, another a newborn. Um, and uh, anyway, so what I'm trying to say that we don't get out to many shows, but we try to get out whenever we can. And uh, but 90 percent of the time, like when we're trying to do, when we're doing, when we're trying to get out to shows and stuff, it's usually to our own show trying to get out. So. <laughs> yeah, so, I say a kid will do that though. Kids do that, especially yeah. at least early on. Yeah, kids and you know working full time. What? Yeah. You have to pay the bills? Yeah, I know. On this band, you're good. Right? We need that band money paycheck. We need, we need, a, we need that Airheads money, right? <laughs> there is a good classic movie. Airheads, yes. Steve Buscemi. Uh, Brendan Fraser. Yes. We got bigger. Actually, Adam Sandler. Yes. Playing 80s hair metal, kind of metal. Yeah, yes. and uh, true story. You probably already knew this already, but their their title song that the the band um, what was it, the Lone Rangers play, yeah, Degenerated, was by Degeneration. No, I actually did not. It's also been a long time since I watched that movie, though. So yeah, that song was played by was uh, actually written and played by Degeneration. That is super rad. Now which, I gotta rewatch that movie. Which I saw with Green Day back in 1998 <laughs> at Club Rio. I mean, they didn't used to play arenas? Yeah, they didn't used to play arenas. Actually, the first time I saw Green Day, 1994, State Fair. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's when I was hooked. They also got, what, their first tour school bus here in Phoenix, right? The bookmobile, yep. How do you avoid it? So Phoenix has ties to Green Day. Yeah. We hope them go I on the road. Lot, um, you know who I had a lot of fun talking to about about Green Day and just random things in general, but it, we ended up talking about Green Day is what really got us talking <laughs> together, was um, was Gino from uh, Creepsville, 666. Oh. We had a bunch of Green Day stories that we kept sharing back and forth and stuff. And I'll tell you what, I won't, I won't tell the stories for him. Because I will not do him justice, but I, I wish I knew these when he was on. I could have plugged them on. He has some good ones, like been playing with them or seeing them. Uh seeing them. Okay. Uh, yeah, he's got some good ones. Much more yeah. up close and personal. The, the the most up close and personal I ever got was uh, was actually at that Club Rio show. Uh, I saw Trey Cool in the in the the mosh pit or whatever you want to call it. What he was out in the he was out in the crowd with us and nobody. Nobody really knew who who it was at the time, or you know, everyone just no one really was like, him. yeah. So I, I remember like once once I saw him, I was like, oh my god! I was like, do you guys know who this is? And so <laughs> I went up and uh, and high fived him and shook his hand and stuff, and then he ran backstage again. But I'm scared him back. I know I did. <laughs> Could you imagine me going like, oh my god? Do you know who you are? Do you yeah. know who you are? I've only seen him in arena settings. And a, and a long shot show at the Valley Bar. Oh my god, that was amazing. <laughs> Other than all the self <laughs> well, you um, were up front. I was up front, yeah. I, I, I had no shame that night. That, that, 
I, it more made me laugh by the fourth time. But the woman in front of me, <laughs> she kept putting her phone up to take pictures, and she would only zoom in on Billy. I was like, "What?" Oh, <laughs> and then I can't next song, the phone would go back up, and it'd be back on Billy. And I'm like, "You realize you're pretty much taking the exact same shot." What? I don't know why you need this many pictures of Billy Joe Armstrong. Why wouldn't you want this many pictures <laughs> of Billy Joe Armstrong? Could do a slideshow animation. Uh, my my wife my wife thought it was just hilarious because as soon as because she's like you want to go you want to go out front and I'm like ah we'll be okay well, no we'll just hang out back here and as soon as they came up and started playing and Billy walked out I grabbed her hand and just barreled through all these girls. <laughs> You were the oh, real fan girl. I was the real fan girl that night. I was, <laughs> I was having, I was having a good old time. One of my more impressive <laughs> feats, I suppose, oh. was that day. I came, went down to Tucson, took pictures of the Subversive Fest, drove up, still caught the long shots, and still caught uh, all the band before them. That was really good. Uh, that was with the female lead vocalist, Frankie and the Studs. Yeah, which actually I met. I met the Trash Bags guy afterwards. You know. Uh, afterwards, I saw them out in the lobby, and uh, uh, I wanted to make sure and go tell them like how much you know really enjoyed them, and right, you know had a had a fun time seeing them because I never heard them before, and asking them you know where they were from and stuff. So yeah, they're really good. They were a lot of and fun. they haven't come back since. They haven't. Uh, I have them on my feed now, uh, kind of waiting for us to have something, but do a little tour. I know Frankie and the Studs is from Los Angeles. Which means they should come they out should here. They should come out here at least sometime, right? Yeah. Um, like, Trash Bags of Orange Standard they're from, they're out in, they're based in New York, so. That's a bit of a drive. A I know, I know as someone who keeps wishing oh. to see the pie tasters, that they're, they've got a little longer of a drive, so their tour doesn't need to come over here. But. Next weekend, I will watch the Pie Tasters. Nice. And they're doing a pool and party, so. I'm, I'm actually a little bit jealous because uh, the one band that almost got me to Punk Rock Bowling this year was Nerf Nerfurter. Nerfurter has oh, a, no. It was no. Six. Not fear. I'm like, ah. <laughs> yeah, I don't need to see fear. It was six like, years ago they last Nerf played Punk Rock. Did they? Yeah. I missed it. And then, um, what? Oh, God, what's his name? initials are PA. Oh, Perry? Yeah, there we go. Perry Grip? Yeah. Somehow yeah. I remembered his initials over his name. Perry Grip. Uh, okay. here's, here's another funny story. Having kids, too, in uh, punk rock music, right? Yeah. So did you know Perry Grip does kids songs? No. Yeah, you know that? It's almost like Mr. T experience there. It's raining there. tacos. <laughs> you ever hear that song? No. Man, what's with food and kids? I don't know. Aquabats have burger rain. Oh, I love burger rain. <laughs> A pool party. Yes. But Burger Man came from the television show. That's true. And, That's and true. I have it on vinyl. Nice. <laughs> well, so do you have their Yo Gabba Gabba stuff? Too? Yeah. Okay, so they have Yo Gabba Gabba stuff too, where some of our favorite bands fan Yo Gabba Gabba. And the reason I know this is because like, my son was a newborn back yes. in 2009 when Yo Gabba Gabba was just picking up speed, right? Yes. So what do you think me and my wife let my kid watch all the time? <laughs> Yo Gabba Gabba. It's bananas. Uh, seriously. The Agri lights. <laughs> seriously, yes. Uh, Weezer, uh, uh, my best friend. Man. 
Oh, there's a lot of good ones. I mean, that's where the creator of uh, Strong Guy and Homestar Runner, he, yep. you know, Gabba Gabba writer. You even had, uh, you even had the killers on there doing a song. So, I mean, their lead so, singer doesn't swear, so it's perfect. I forgot. Um, it was it Flowers? Because uh, it, it is the it's the lead singer at Aquabats. It's, it's Christian whatever, huh? Christian that Jacobs. Was, he, did, he did it all. Yeah, Christian Jacobs and Peter Jacobs ah. is his brother who does a lot of that. Yes. He's an awesome Facebook and Twitter follow. You want to see awesome art every day? <laughs> Just those costumes. Like, you see the costumes, and then you remember the Aquabats show, and you're like, wait a minute. Yeah. Looks familiar. Where'd they get that spandex there? from? Right? <laughs> oh, wait. I know where that came from. Oh. So, so anyway, I, was, I cut it off track there. So, my, ki- my kids yeah. have always listened to a lot of this, a lot of stuff like that, that we had a connection connection but they didn't realize it was connection so my kids come to me and they tell me about this this guy perry grip um singing this raining taco song and all these <laughs> other like crazy like off the wall you know um if you get a chance google it perry grip um but uh so they tell me that and i i, I tell them i said i said i know a guy i knew a guy in a band called nerfer his name was perry grip i think i said i said there's no way it could be heaven Lo and behold, it was Perry Grip, the same yeah. one. Well, I mean, they don't tour. I just really wanted that food. Uh, yeah, they don't tour much is the problem. They don't have jobs. Hmm. Weird, even wow. the bigger ones. Crazy. I think there's like a, there's a correlation between playing in a band and not having money. Right? What about their royalty checks? Right? Uh, yeah, no, I... Actually, he, I know, I know I know his initials. There's PG. It's because for some reason I had him also signed in the back of a pin that I have somewhere around here. <laughs> I, was, nice. I was drunk. I know that. I was a little tested to that. But I remember him being like, all right, and just like wrote his initials in the back of this pin. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but yeah, nice. Nerf Herder was my top priority. Yeah, direct hit. Those dudes are rad. Plus, apparently, I'm going to miss them. They're playing Monday night here. One of the specials are playing Punk Rock Bowling. Wow. Um, no. Which is like, no, I'm still going to watch the specials. <laughs> but, and, so, if you aren't going to Punk Rock Bowling, a good specials. show plug is actually to go see Direct Hit, Problem Child, and The Drowns, which Drowns is Rev from Success is his new name. Oh. So they're coming through on Monday night. Which is super cool, other than I'm not going to be here because I'm still going to be in Vegas with my Punk Bowling. Nice. Everyone's going to be at the Punk Bowling soon, huh? A lot of people are. Tons. Because actually, I think that's one of the only touring punk shows that weekend here. When I was already glancing at, glancing ahead, there's some local punk going. Oh, yeah. There's always local punk going on. So half it's of them are also in Vegas. That's true. <laughs> Asphalt Junkies are actually going to be playing Friday night up there. Are they? Nice. Yes. With Lewis Idle and Sniper 66. Nice. We played with those guys once and it was fun. That was a fun night. They're super cool, dude. And if they're at your show, you at least will probably have a mosh pit. Because they will try and get it going. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. I wish I could get that show, because that combined is super rad, and the Drowns are playing the main stage, but not like a club show, so it would be super cool to see them 
the small venue. The downside of punk rock rolling being four hours in a five four and a half. Do that, right? Also, I think there's not a lot of touring bands going on during that time. I know at least of one promoter that warns anyone that comes here with a guarantee. They're just like, no. Yeah. Half your audience isn't even going to need to be here, so I can't even guarantee you that. So you can still play, but you can't expect that number. Wow. And I know that promoter's been doing it for the last three years now. So it's like, because you want to make money while you're going wherever you're going. So yeah. Phoenix is a viable place, but you, the problem is that you're also super close to so it's a lot easier for everyone here to be like, I'm going to Vegas. Yep. And then I'm going to come back. <laughs> yep, pretty much. Business as usual after that. Uh, oops. Bad. How come they're in their front yard and they see me break their window? You know? And, and then they don't get upset. They're like, I'm still into this game of basketball. That reminds me of Cobra Kai. Did you watch any of Cobra Kai? Uh, only a short piece of it so far. Okay. I, I can't really spoil it. Because it just became, I can watch it regularly now. Right? It is YouTube Red. Amazing. It is amazing. And it's actually canonical with Karate Kid? Yes. Um, it is, uh, yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. And they did such a good job. They make fun of themselves in the whole thing. <laughs> and, uh, and the second season was really good. Actually, I can, I can tell you what, what I was going to pertain. So, you say, like, just broke their window, they did nothing. Yeah. So, in Credit Kid, like, there's lots of fighting going on, and yet there's no cops or anyone breaking this stuff up. <laughs> it's weird. They're just like, yeah, they know they're karate. Yeah, exactly. It is street justice. So, you guys just got the EP, or LP, LP, out. I'm going to do this. We're going to, I'm going to go. Oh, but I'm going to so miss. <laughs> so, is that the last of new music for a little bit? Are you guys already writing and working on new stuff? We're working on new stuff. Stuff that Sean can do while he's taking care of a newborn. Yep, pretty much. Actually, that's why we, <laughs> like I said, we have a, we have a couple things coming up. Uh, One TBA. Yep. Actually, I can just, I can tell you guys. I'll tell you it's live, so you I'll can't take it back. Um, so here it is. <laughs> um, so we're going to be playing Showy's birthday party on June 8th um, at the Devil's Advocate. I was um, putting it there. Yeah, it's going to be super intimate. You know what I mean? Um, so that, that, that's, who knows what's going to happen that night, right? Anything can happen. But we'll Shall be we there. Showy will be drunk. Guaranteed. Showy will be drunk, yep. Uh, we're playing late that night, too. I think at 11. So. That's, that's how I know you're a parent. We're playing late, 11. And I'm like, what? You mean like one, yeah. right? Oh, <laughs> I, can't, I can't even tell you how many times we've sh we showed up sometimes. It's like, yeah, you're playing at midnight or one. We're like, wow. You know, my kids, my kids are going to wake me up in like seven hours, six hours. Yeah. I have, I've had a few friends that tell me they're up by, what, 6 a.m.? Sometimes, like, yeah. Just out of habit. I'm like, why don't you sleep in on a Saturday? No, I'm up at six. Okay. Exactly. Oh. So, <laughs> so we're playing Showy's birthday party at Devil's Advocate, June 8th. Um, I wish I could shout out to the other people. 
playing and I'm just like Ethan one oh three. Actually I don't I don't no. think they're playing this year. What? Who's who's at fault uh, here? Is it, is it Wayne? <laughs> I know. Huh? Oh Wayne will be there though. Oh, Wayne sure. will be there. Um and then we are going to be playing a show with Critical Miss and I can't remember who else is gonna be on the bill on July fifth. Um which we're gonna have a little surprise for you guys. Uh, Pinata. Uh, <laughs> no piano. Yeah, what, what should we put in the piano? Pinata though. Flux capacitors. Flux capacitors. capacitors. <laughs> hey, you know how many times people post that they'll tag me in that uh, that uh, the um, AutoZone little ad. Oh god. You know how many people like? <laughs> have you like, seen hey, this? Have you bought this? And I'm like, yeah. You you really can't order it. I'm like, are you sure? I'm like, oh, yeah, that's I'm right, because there's April Fools. I'm wasn't sure, it? Which, yeah, but yeah, that, that thing makes its rounds quite a quite a bit fast. Oh, um, that's why you don't text and drive, kids. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> text and scooter. So that night we're working with Critical Miss to do something very special. That night. so we might see, I don't know, maybe a duet or something. Duet. Who knows? Are you a four piece? <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. We, we might add something or have something surprise. Some kind of surprise for that. So it'll be really fun. Um, other than that, uh, we're just, we're gearing up. We're, we're obviously, we have a, uh, might have some more surprises too. You know, there might be another person we're adding. Kevin's coming back. Um, yeah. Unfortunately. Kevin not guaranteed. Another, another one. <laughs> Kevin, not guaranteed, um, but there might be someone else um, Kyle. that will be playing with us. I know, maybe TV celebrity Kyle. Kyle. Maybe we can get Kyle to sing. <laughs> he could, right? Every other drummer is doing it these days. That's true. His favorite, his 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 influence, he swears, is Phil Collins. <laughs> so, you know, we do con. Wow, that was lame right there. Right, I feel like with my directional pad here, I'm not always the most accurate of maneuvering this bike. Can't do it. So apparently it's just a wall. It's just a wall. (laughs) It's just for looks. That's like a Wiley Coyote thing right there. That's what that's what that is. Only we're not the roadrunner. Right. So other than that, we are in the process of writing. who knows, maybe hopefully next year we can have some new stuff for everyone uh, to actually listen to and hold on to. You know what I did learn, though, about releasing CDs? Yeah. Nobody has CD players anymore. They removed them from computers, which threw me off, because I still build my tower. So I was like, what? I still need an optical drive. What are you guys talking about? Yeah. And then cars have slowly stopped including them as a default. Yeah, it's so weird. <laughs> It just, it perplexed me because, you know, here I am, I was ordering CDs and I was like, I was like oh, that's going to be so much fun. This is awesome and something tangible. And then here we are with some CDs and nobody has a CD player. And they're like, do you have it digitally? And I'm like, um. Yes. So true story. I was actually. Uh, you guys have a band camp? We don't. That'd be probably the best. I'd probably, yeah, I probably should do a band camp. We're on Spotify. That's good too. So we're on Spotify. Um, I got that one worked out. Um, I think I'm still working out the iTunes thing. Um, really? Um, hmm. Yeah, I 
pothole. Well, like I said, I ordered CDs. <laughs> so it kind of shows you how long it's been since, uh, since I've been any promoting. Well, I mean, cassettes are coming back if you want to know something weird. Oh, that is weird. People do know that those don't sound that great. Though. What? Vinyl's the best sounding thing ever. What are you talking about? What? <laughs> it's not horrible have, though either. Vinyl has its has its place. Like okay, so that's like that's like asking like, would you rather listen to to uh, the Kinks in mono or stereo? Stereo. See, I'd rather listen to it mono because it just that sound just like that lo-fi edition. That, exactly. I I don't know what it is. Like just something about that that sound just sounds so good just in mono. I mean, the other thing is vinyl's gotten better because now computers are doing the pressing. See, I don't. They've gotten better, but I don't just like I, I I I like stuff on vinyl. Like I I love that crackle, right? If you, you even in our that's saying you're just by having a bad needle, you know. <laughs> so I, I love that sound. Like they're even on the first Mad Dog Cannon uh, LP oh. or EP, whatever. If you listen to the original version of the ska song. I put a I put the effect on there, or I should have said we all put the effect on there to make it sound like a like a record coming on. So you I like that, that you're not fun. controlling. Oh, I'm, not, <laughs> dang, I'm, I'm doing better than I was when I was actually paying attention. Right, so you actually uh, just like no hands, no hands. Yeah. Uh, so we actually did that on there. Um, I'm a huge fan of like adding like distortion to like you know the voice to make it sound like it's kind of like distorted from like a record and stuff, right? Yes. Um, well, that's the thing about the digital stuff, is that now it's an effect that you apply in, in a production, then it is something you get this crisp, clean, at least for the right people, you get the crisp, clean mix. <laughs> True, huh? Wow. So um, I actually did that on uh, on Take Cover. Uh, there's kind of like some distortion added to my voice to kind of fill it in and make it sound a little, a little bit... I don't know if dirty is the right word. It's not quite dirty, but it's not quite dub. Just to add a little bit to it. That dub sound is considered dirty. Dirty. No, just to give it a little a little more character. How about a that? A little dirty give reggae? A little more character. Um, is that Aguilar's dirty reggae? Dirty reggae, yep. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, so we're big fans of doing stuff like that already. And So I like the record sound, but tapes, come on. Tapes. They're coming back. I think it's the idea of collecting. And like with vinyl too. It's the idea of having a collectible, not as common format. Which is funny because CDs are now becoming that. I am right. See, <laughs> me and my so, wife still have a stack of CDs. Like, oh, I do. You can closet. see them over there. And oh, yeah. they're over on the desk. And... I think I have them all in spindles though. I don't, I don't keep my cases and my nice stuff. I still have a habit. No, no, I have a pile of trying to ticket subs in the most recent album of an artist. So some of those have ticket subs in them. I used to have ticket subs in them. We'll call. We'll call happen. Oh, we'll call, yeah. Half the time, I don't know. I'm just a name on a list now. I'm like, okay. Marquis still does it in Van Buren. Oh, yeah, they do, huh? I think that's... It's just the mid-size, the bigger venues still give you a ticket because they need something. Even when you go to a Suns game with a digital ticket, they print you a ticket so you can show ushers and stuff. Really? Yeah. It's almost like a waste of paper. Yeah, well, it is a waste right? of paper, but they apparently still need something tangible. You can't just show them on your phone every time you need to. Wow. Yeah, weird, eh? 
So what's your favorite non-Back to the Future Roberts and X? Frighteners. Yeah. Uh, I know that's kind of off the wall, huh? It is. I love that movie. I got introduced to one of his films from Wayne Forrest. Shout out. He's probably not. But, uh, was it, uh, Route, was it Route 60 or Highway 60? Or is it Bob Gale? Oh, wait, no, that's, never mind. That's on Zemeckis. That's Bob Gale. He also has hands and stuff. But it's about a fictitious highway that exists sometimes. Really? I'm going to have to check that out. Okay, now I'm forgetting the name now. I don't think that's the right name. This is why I have a phone. I say, uh, Roger Rabbit. Oh, you know what? I always forget that Roger Rabbit. That's my favorite film. That is a really good one. <laughs> that is a good one. Let's see, Bob Gale, who also, he's been the more supportive. He was the one that co-wrote the Telltale game. Yes, which was amazing. Bob Gale, all of them were back to the future. Interstate 60, that's the one. That, yeah, that's not some mechanism. That it's just Bob Gale. It's got James Marston in it. Nice. Gary Oldman. James Marston, I'd love to be Oldman plays a weird like Oldman plays like a weird I think it's like Leprechaun thing. Does he? It's an wow. it's a good movie. It's a, it goes under the radar. Interstate sixty. Yeah. Let's check that out. It doesn't actually exist. Just like in that whole Roger Rabbit is Zach Mackis film, like holy yes. God. That one is really good. Right? Especially for the time, the special effects. I, I'd even argue that special effects don't stand up to the... Zemeckis just had a recent film come out that I... That wasn't horrible and wasn't kind of in the middle for me. What was it? I watched it. I can't remember its name. But I didn't even realize it was Zemeckis film until the credits. I was like, oh, really? Because he used to... He used to be big on pushing special effects and stuff. Because, well... Yeah, actually, Back to the Future, the technology used with Roger Rabbit, all that stuff at that time for Zemeckis was pushing special effects and boundaries. Did Robert Zemeckis do Forrest Gump, too? No, that was uh, Spielberg. Oh, right, give me that. Unless he's a producer or something, right? Ah, maybe he is, yeah. Yeah, because that's infamously Spielberg, isn't it? Unless I'm missing my my history about he just always one of those people also search for. Oh, I was gonna say. So when people search Robert Zemeckis, they search for Forrest Gump too. Wow. <laughs> ah, okay. Movers. Let's see what's he recently known for. I don't know. Uh-huh. Uh, producer. He wanted director. 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 Witches 2020. Oh, yeah, welcome to the world. Oh, that is okay. Actually, interesting. That movie wasn't, it didn't knock my socks off. It was entertaining. It was just, it's kind of a CG film, too. Is it? Because some of the storytelling is done through the, the story the he's telling, or whatever, right? But they're animated as CG. Where I felt that movie was kind of thin was. The, the overall plot of how he lost his memory when he got beat up by a bunch of Nazi assholes. Huh. That was kind of like 
shallowly developed. Oh, I'm like, okay, so this is the big life-altering thing, but we're not going to really discuss it or go into too much detail about it other than the court case is looming, and all right, we're at the court case. Okay, so <laughs> according to this, he did direct Forrest uh, Gump. Forrest Gump. Huh. Is Spielberg just producer? And Jack Nicholson. Hmm. And also, that's funny, so his name's tied to a bunch of special wow. effects stuff. All kinds of stuff, yeah. All right, favorite video game know. growing up. Oh, that's easy. Piece of cake. Super Mario Brothers 3. That, uh, you've gone, we've list. gone full circle. Okay, so Super Mario Brothers 3, when I was in elementary school, when I was in high school. You watched The Wizard. Well, not that I, well yeah, <laughs> but everyone watched The Wizard at that time. Spoiler, I told you how to get the whistle. Yep. That was, yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was like the biggest commercial ever. Like, yeah. Yes. And it was still a better plot than the actual oh. Super Mario Brothers movie plot. I recently had my kids watch that. <laughs> so, because <laughs> uh, so, I have two. So Super Mario Brothers 3 is still hands down like, my favorite game, right? Um, but it's tied with Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Good choice. So, i got a funny story about that. When Ocarina of Time came out, me and my buddy Brandon were in high school together. Uh, we ditched school. Just to play? For a week. To beat that game. <laughs> I just lost sleep. We we did school. Like, I, I went over sleep. to pick him up, and we were like, nope, nope, we're playing this game. That so was 1998. Was it 98? Yes. So I was a junior, and he was a freshman. Metal Gear was new. Um, oh, well, Metal Gear. Metal, Metal Gear solid. Metal Gear was not new. <laughs> so... We did school for a week, and then I can't, I think it, it had to have been Friday, the last day, and we were like so close to the end. Um, just like, like, I'm, I'm not going to make it, I'm just going to knock over your trash and hit break a window. So, we get to, I think it had to have been Friday or something, right? And uh, Brandon's dad comes home unexpectedly <laughs> during school, <laughs> and we're sitting there playing this game, and all I remember was, Brian... Go home, Brandon. Get in the car. <laughs> You're going back to school, and we're like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> and uh, makes me think of that Simpsons episode where Homer and Bart are ditching. Wait, are you not at work? No. Oh my god! I totally <laughs> remember that episode. I totally remember school. that episode. He runs into the arcade. <laughs> so yeah, it was totally one of those things where we literally. Ditched the entire week. Oh, oh my God. Oh, so close. Ditched the entire week to beat this game. And we made it up until up until the last point when his dad came home and broke up the party. Oh, man. Our life, like, our life when we were in Lamos was basically we go, <laughs> we'd go in the garage, we'd smoke cigarettes, we'd play video games, and we'd play music. Hey, look. Oh, hey, look. Oh, wait, we did Here this we together. Go. Wow, this is a first. <laughs> we both hit. We knocked each other away. <laughs> so that was our that was our life. The video did you get into Majora's Mask the same way? No, we did not. Or I didn't either. Um, I actually haven't been into a Zelda game since that like that hardcore. It's like okay, Zelda. On. Yep. <laughs> yep. I think my favorite. 3D Zelda is not Ocarina. I think it's Wind Waker. 
it's aged well visually. I noticed when yeah, they did yeah, the re-release. Yeah, like the, the cell animation. Yeah. Huh? That was when they did the re-release on the Wii U, it was like, this looks good, even for a game that's like 10 years. Right? Is that 10 it years? Yeah, because that was GameCube. And then Wii, and then Wii U. Yeah. I was like, this did well. Well, actually, no. Now I think it's actually Breath of the Wild, but it's my favorite. But of that type of 3D, it was Wind Waker. That was a good one. But now, if you ask me now what my favorite video game, it, it, it would be the Batman Arkham series. Now, Arkham City versus Arkham Knight. Huh? City was better, wasn't it? Well, the plot was better, and it was a little more tighter. Yep. Well, because you have Arkham Knight was, was Red Hood. Retelling of Red Hood, which I loved. Still loved it. That's right? true. But Arkham City, I'd, I'd agree, it had a stronger storyline. It did. But you know, a lot of people... Uh, no, I enjoyed the, all the Jokers. Right? <laughs> you just pop out of nowhere, like, holy fuck, okay, never right? mind. <laughs> Where are we that going? Good. That scared the crap out of me, though. That was good, <laughs> yes. Um, also, like, like, Arkham Origins got, like, so much, like, crap. You know what I mean? But it was a good storyline, too. Like, they did a really good job of, like, doing, like, yes. an origin, you know, almost like a, almost like a first-year Batman. Oh, this little girl coming to you right there? How does she not fall over? I don't know. <laughs> uh, I, I loved, I loved, well, I loved the one, Kevin the Tyler. one scene, too, in Arkham Origins, when, uh, when, when it shows the Joker becoming obsessed with Batman, right? When he saved oh, him yeah. from falling after he killed all those people. Spoiler alert, by the way. Well, that was the other thing, was the voice cast was different. The voice cast was different. But it, no Kevin Conroy. They, just, they emulated it just a little bit, so Bat I was okay with it. Oh, dear, dear, dear. That's pretty good, actually. Holly, <laughs> you so, led him right to us. Have you, have, oh. you, have you seen the Child's Play? The new Child's Play? Yeah. Have you seen the new Child's no. Play? No. Oh, and it sounds just like him. It's Mark Hamill. The, the trailer doesn't look as, uh, yeah. Stephen must be listening. Hi, Stephen. <laughs> yes, it was awesome. He was like, yeah. I, if you ask any Batman fan, Kevin Conroy is the ultimate Batman. He's the best voice. And actually, so, the best written because all this stuff is good. It's true. <laughs> yeah, everything they no, got. Less neon. Now, if Kevin Conroy is the best Batman voice, is he also the best Bruce Wayne? Yes. Right? That's hard, right? Hmm. It's kind of tough, huh? Now I'm anyway, thinking about it. I really say. liked Christian Bale's Bruce Wayne. I really liked it. Plus, I was thinking Michael Keaton before I even knew. He's Bruce. Uh, Keaton was good, but he's super melancholy. Val Kilmer. Kilmer, but yeah. With his weird kind of therapist stuff. Yeah, the therapist, yeah. <laughs> you know... Yeah, that was weird. Right. Yeah. So you, I would assume someone who turns Batman himself into a, a therapist. Yeah. I mean, that happened in. Oh gosh, was it the Kevin Smith Batman comics that he was it's seeing company. a therapist and then he ended up dating one of the yeah. yeah, yeah. And then also Kevin Smith introduced a villain in that comic, didn't he? Uh, Cacophony. Yeah. No, oh, no, uh, Cacophony was named in the book, Onomatopoeia. Yes, who appeared in the, was it Arrow? Or, Did he? 
he appeared in the I live. I haven't gotten to the Arrow or Flash yet. Well, Arrow's getting ahead in this is getting news, so if you, you have a so finite I have end. A, a set to watch. But yeah, I think they brought on Monokia into it. Nice. That was a good character, especially because he... he and was, I think it's season four actually took a whole Batman story arc. Ooh, did it? With a certain person being Raish's or Ra, Ra's Abul, uh, favored person and wanting him to marry his daughter. But that wasn't Talia, it was his other daughter. I'm like, this is completely Batman. Why how, Why did they take this story? Did you watch Gotham at all? Uh, for two seasons until I was like, I don't like this. Okay. <laughs> well, it ended exactly the way it should have ended, but also very uh, anticlimactic. I heard they couldn't use the name Batman. That he's never addressed as that name. He's not, no. He's not. You see him in the suit, though. Yes. You get to see him in the suit. Um, they couldn't also use the name Joker. They never used it, yeah. Is it because, I wonder if it's because it was Fox, huh? Uh, well, it's still DC giving them the rights. That's true. But I wonder why they didn't say It's that. like um, the Teen Titans before Go, that they couldn't use certain Batman, they couldn't use any Batman villains, and they couldn't use... Batman, I think, because of Robin, but they could use Robin. Because of Justice League Unlimited running simultaneously with it, I think. Uh, that was the agreement that they could use Robin, but they couldn't use Batman villains. Uh, it was something like that. And why you didn't hear or, or see any of those That characters. is why DC is not good at making decisions. Well, so, DC, they have, literally, they have the Superman and the Batman groups, and then everyone else. Yeah. So, when you license it, you're licensing from the Superman group, or you're licensing from the Batman group. They're not unified as one just giant licensing group. <laughs> oh, gee. One day they'll get it. One day. Uh, what's his name? Raven the Bold. That was a really good Batman series. You know what? I and he did a good voice. I'm forgetting his name right now. No, I can think of it was Bateman. Uh, <laughs> but they also did an episode of Batman from Zero Now. Zero Now? Yeah. Where it was um, Kevin Conroy came back as the Batman of Zero Now. And they drew him more in the Bruce Timm style. Ooh, nice. And they had um, Clancy, is it Clancy Brown was... Lex Luthor. Nice. He played Lex on this planet. And uh, the voice of Lois came back for that episode, too. Really? From uh, Superman Animated Series 1? Yeah. It was all... Nice. They used the Batman of Zero and R as a, as a way to give a nod to the Bruce Tim stuff. <laughs> yeah, Bruce Tim did make... He, he wrote amazing Superman Animated Series. That's gonna bug me. But no, so... Brave the Bold... I kind of got into, it was funny because then listening to Fat Man on Batman at the time, now it's Fat Man Beyond. Is that what it is? Oh yes. I was listening to that all the time. Diedrich Bader. He does this like good Batman voice. Does he? He's reprised it in something too. But yeah, he actually, I was like, this is pretty good. It's also like a, it was a Golden Age Batman. 
and they, but they did a favorite comic book story of mine, The Reign of Emperor Joker, but they did it with, so Harley Quinn doesn't exist in that era of, man, Framer just died. <laughs> doesn't exist know, uh, in that oh. period. So they kind of created a, a imagination of, reimagination of Harley if she existed in the Golden Age comics. Oh, really? Wow. That would be interesting. But they did that story, and I was like, thank you. They did a lot of really good nods and references to... And Kevin Smith went to it after it aired and has praised it so high. I'm not since. It's one of the two... Well, three, including Batman Beyond. Batman series I own. Do you like the Batman? Do you watch that one? The one where he fights Dracula. <laughs> no, it was... Uh, it was okay. I, I, I really liked it towards the end when they started incorporating the Justice League thing. I didn't watch it too much. I know it was the same writer as Jackie Chan Adventures. Was it? Yes. Um, and they're directed DVD. I was DVD. trying to remember if he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, that was the one where they did the movie. The Batman vs. Dracula. <laughs> yeah. Really? This is your... Okay. So, if you ever get a chance to... To watch through those ones, those ones actually do get good. And they actually set up Justice League, and they have a really good kind of Batman versus Superman storyline in there. Insane. They kind of... It was an interesting interpretation of Batman. <laughs> we always do me off with the claws. We always <laughs> have like nail claws yes. thing. It's just like, okay, whatever. I remember I watched... It was a joint panel of them and Justice League Unlimited at Comic-Con, and so they first went with the Batman, and they showed a clip of them fighting Dracula. I got stretched for ma making fun of it. <laughs> <laughs> for being an ultimate nerd of, as nerds do, finding the way to complain about fictional characters and how this is not correct, and mocking something in the clip. <laughs> well, isn't that our job, though, sometimes? Like, this doesn't exist, I don't know why I'm taking it this seriously, but alright. That's when, But then again, that's why I didn't get into Gotham. Well, I got into Gotham, then I stopped watching after the, was it, Firefly episode, where I'm like, this isn't even correct. Oh, yes. You guys are, just keep burning bridges for me. Well, they did, what they did, they basically just, because you know, DC's cop-out is the Infinity, that's the Infinity. It's an Elseworld. Elseworlds, Exactly. And that's exactly. been the strongest argument people give me. That's just their interpretation of it. I'm like, it doesn't share. Yeah. Exactly how when we get this new Batman introduced. Right. Everything <laughs> before this was in Elseworld. That was Earth Gordon. 236. But if Gordon is this good okay. at boarding super villains, why, why is Batman? Batman? <laughs> yep. Well, it doesn't help, like, you got through, you said you got through season two, right? Yeah, and Bruce Firefly is the last one I remember. <laughs> and, oh my gosh, I hated Jada Pinkett Smith's character, Fish oh, Moody. Fish Moody, yeah. I was like, she's dead, good, and they're like, oh no, she's not, oh, damn it. <laughs> I was so happy. Although, we did get some good stuff out of it. Like, Harvey was liked, good. Harvey was good. Penguin was really good. Penguin was amazing. He got even better as, as the seasons went on. And so did the Riddler. And Paul Rubin. And yeah, Riddler. And the Riddler got really good. They found he, a way to make him get dark. And then... Dark and still stay with like the whole narcissistic attitude. Yes. Like, he was, yeah. 
I'd love to see that guy do more Riddler stuff creatively. Like, I don't know if I will ever casually watch the rest of Gotham. But, yeah. <laughs> I watched some of it. Casually, so you, you, you'd be open to being forced to watch it. Okay. New video segment. Every show Joe watches Gotham. And <laughs> do a mystery science theater 3000 style. And set up a camera. With set up a camera and everything, yeah. And just be like, oh my god. <laughs> Man. But have yourself taped like to a chair or something too. Eyes uh, taped open. Yeah. Scotch tape. Ooh, maybe scotch tape. <laughs> get one of those uh those Batman machines Band-Aids. like um oh. ooh, Batman. <laughs> I was I was thinking those uh those eye opener things that they have oh, in clockwork yeah. orange yes. where they made his eyes look all crazy. Yes. <laughs> I think I'm fired. Oh dang, what's going on here? And the other, yeah, there's so many good things. So Paul Dini, who's Paul Dini, yes. he wrote episodes including the finale of Brave and the Bold, and the final episode includes. Well, Dini was the other writer. Uh, Bruce Timm and Dini were the ones who did all the Batman animated series anyway. So that's true. So um, now I can think of his bat page. What's that? Uh, what's the Batman fan from the fifth dimension? Uh, Batmite. Batmite. So it's him and... I'm really geeking out here. Woo! <laughs> and Henry Winkler as... Uh, Henry Winkler, nice. As uh, Ambush Bug. <laughs> this is the finale of Brave oh. and the Bold. And it is them going back and forth on how to fix the show before it gets stale. <laughs> oh, I love it. And there is a joke about jumping the shark with Ambush Bug, voiced by Henry Winkler. Oh and, my god. But on top of that, they actually oh my god. go through these different reboots, including the Bat-Luge, and the Bat, like, making fun of the toys that never made sense ever made for shows. <laughs> like, the whole last episode of Brave and the Bold is amazing. Um, yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, you know what? As, as, a, as a ten-year-old boy, or nine-year-old boy, when, uh, when, or eight, or eight, is it eight? Anyway, as a young man, <laughs> when Batman 1989 came out, and we had the toys, right? Everyone was there, yeah. I could not for the life of me figure out why they made a gold Batman suit. <laughs> right? He's trying to hide in the dark, I'm but... I'm sitting there going like, you know what? Even 10-year-old me was like, why are you making a camouflage Batman suit? Like, it doesn't make sense. It's right? for when he goes out during the day. <laughs> so... <laughs> I could never figure this this whole toy thing out. I'm just like, why would you do like alternate costumes in, in the most ridiculous ones like that? You know? Um, and then you had Joel Schumacher make them come to life, and you're like, this is exactly why we don't do that. Neon. Neon. Wow. Har- that Harvey could have been Lando. Right? And then it changed. Right? <laughs> yes. Wow. So if I've achieved anything, I've at least told you I'm going and watching Brave and the Bold. Yes, yes. It's really well done. It just, unfortunately, with everything really well done, doesn't get the ratings that they want and dies on the line. Look at that. Like the tick. Oh, I heard about that. Um, Which, going back around to Green Day, they actually have a really good cover of Basket Case on that show. Yeah. Yes. Hey, did I just not pay attention enough? <laughs> you might not pay attention to that. There is a really good uh, cover from the Tick soundtrack with Basket Case. I forgot the guy's huh. name. 
who sings it, but it's all slow and kind of melancholy, and I was like, wow, I'm kind of digging this. And this green one, I like green one. It's like when she was making me realize so much I like when you can, yes, you can grow in your sound and you can change, but don't keep changing it. <laughs> Unless you're the gorillas. You know what? You're on the, you're, <laughs> your favorite band is No Effects. You, you buy an all effects album, you yeah. know exactly what to For do. For the most part. You know what to do. I actually think their last album was really good, but then I've had this discussion with, was a Johnny gimmick. Uh, he feels it changed and got low quality. I'm like, I think it's good, and it's got a rawer sound, and they finally made some changes that are that work. But whatever. It's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of a wall, but you know, you yeah. know, do you remember when... And it's uh, more personal. Remember when Metallica did, uh, uh, what was it, uh, Monster? Yeah. What was, that? what was that one? Was it Rob Monster? Or was it Monster? I can't remember what it was, but it came out. It came out when I was in high school, and I remember my my buddy Brandon getting it. And we listened to it, and it was where they went for that raw sound, where yeah. everything was like super minimum minimum quality, you know, produced, and you know, who knows? Who knows? Metallica is gonna come. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna break your windows here. Um, just like you broke Napster. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he had that, I can't remember what it's called, but he had the Metallica album, and I remember listening to it, and I was like intrigued by the sound, but also like kind of disgusted at the same time, because I think it just got too, it was sounded like, it sounded like Lars was playing in a garage. <laughs> like it literally sounded like yeah. they went in there with like a four-track recorder, and they made an album, you know? I mean, that's good. I mean... Depends what you're looking for. I mean, I like going back and listening to Blast, who I discovered through that Turn It Around documentary. I was like, I've never listened to this band. They Blast. sound rad. Um, but they have that, like, lo-fi punk sound. And I'm like, this is good and slightly refreshing. <laughs> you know what? Um, every time I listen to Bikini Kill, I think the same thing. Because Bikini Kill has, like, the worst mixes and recordings <laughs> ever. But right. something about, like, the low quality in it just just makes you like just really appreciate it because that one totally sounds it was done like in a hallway with, <laughs> with a two-track mixer i mean i know of some current bands that have recorded in a closet yeah i, I, I get it we, <laughs> we've done that before we totally have um I'll, I'll tell you i'll tell you a secret i actually you know zombies walking dead he's a right. boy now um actually being in the studio is one of my least favorite things to do to tell you the truth um, huh. I, I love the live shows. I love the energy. I love going through that whole thing. Uh, the studio is hard for me because uh, obviously because I'm, I'm all over the place and just have all this pent up uh, <laughs> energy wherever we're playing. You know, who knows? It could be just a, a Red Bull vodka or whatever we're talking. But, uh, <laughs> also good. Gosh, right? That, that's how I get. If, you're, if everyone wants to know how I get through the shows and get such high energy, Red Bull vodkas. Uh, Red Bull vodkas. Vodkas, Red Bull vodkas are my drink of choice before we play. Yeah. Um, oh, so close. Splash zone. So, um, yeah. anyway, my, my big thing is I love the live shows. The studio is hard for me to sit there and keep doing it over and over. That's again. true because you're also over recording over it to get the right sound. Yep. And I don't know, do you guys do it instruments separately or together? Or Separately. Okay. Separately in this last album we actually did with the metronome. Um, oh, this time to keep the pace to keep the pace so uh, 
Kyle, you're not doing your job. Apparently, they're replacing you with a metronome. Exactly. Actually, Kyle has been threatened a couple times with gun machines. <laughs> <laughs> so they, that Kyle. amazing thing with Trump. Trump I know, poor Kyle. <laughs> Kyle always gets like, he, gets he doesn't shit. just get it from me either. He gets it from, from everyone. Yeah. We do love Kyle, though. He's rad. You can't pull, He's such a good sport, rad. too. Yes. He makes the funniest faces, too. Animated. Very animated. So hopefully Kyle's listening for an hour and a half to know that we're talking about him. I know. Yeah. Mostly not praising too him. bad. <laughs> Holy crap, it's been over an hour and a half. Nice. <laughs> we're going for gold here. This conversation, it's been good. We've been bouncing off each other a while. Oh, yeah. Chemistry. Yes. But Like Batman does in the backseat. <laughs> <laughs> Or, oh, no, or no. Ivy does in the lab, and then it blows up in her face. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just like that. Right in yes. face. All right, I guess we probably should wrap up. It's, it's going on 145. Oh. I'm going a while. <laughs> and I think I just got a message saying Vegas Send is going to be going on in about oh, 20 minutes. There are shows to go. Well, originally there, uh, they were seven, so but we'll see. But yeah, so where can they find you on the interwebs? All right, all right. Currently, right now, we have no website. Ah, uh, right. But we do still have the Facebook, which is where you can get everything all up to date. Facebook, Instagram, just search Mad Dog Cannon. But always remember the Mad is spelled with two D's. M A D D D O G T A N N E N. Um, yeah, you'll find us. Joe always links us up. <laughs> and Spotify. And Spotify, yes, Spotify. Or just talk to one of us. I'm sure we'll hook you up with something. Yes. All right. And on my end, of course, well, let's see. Where should we start? If you're watching live or on YouTube, subscribe. Get notifications when we go live. And also, we are around when we're streaming. And participate in the Twitch chat. I think there's supposedly a subscriber. I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I can't do it. But if there's a way, you can also donate on Twitch. Plus, patreon.com forward slash every show, Joe. You can always donate on there for sure. Even a dollar, I always say, can help me out. Helps me cover costs to drive with, or well, we have to drive, <laughs> and for food of punk rock bowling and all of the tickets, uh, that kind of stuff. I should be looking at the camera, not the TV. And I've noticed it looks weird when I, I'm like staring off instead of looking at the people. But also, yes, head over to everyshowjoe.com right now. I also got pictures from the bash up, also have pictures from Death by Stereo up. Some really awesome stuff currently up and for the most part recent. <laughs> and in real time on social media, I'm every show, show Facebook, Tumblr, Twitter, uh, Twitter, Instagram, there we go. Everything. I'm rusty. It's been like three weeks since I've like, done the video. So next week I will be a punk rock bowling, so there won't be an episode. But following that, I think it's either Audrey Hartburn or Sad Dance Party. We'll figure that out. Nice. As long as you tune in or you'll just keep track it'll be posted so until i can move this mouse over here until next next episode you guys take care have fun and i don't have a catchphrase <laughs> how about thank you everybody thank you guys thank you joe for having us uh, that's my pleasure now we're gonna click